Hello, and welcome back to Think Yourself Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Barbieri. Before we dive into this episode, I just want to remind you that if you take a screenshot that you're listening and tag us on Instagram, we'll send you a 15% off discount for the eight-week Retrain Your Brain program. Just take a screenshot and tag me at Heather Barbieri RDN. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Think Yourself Healthy. I have special guest, Dr. Jeff Drobot. I recently discovered him um, on a series on Gaia and was completely blown away with his ability to um, really just navigate an individual and what they're going through and identify the root cause and give them realistic uh, goals to start feeling better. So Dr. Jeff, thank you so much for being here with us today. I truly appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Nice Friday. Nice Friday, right? We finally have sun here in Southern California, so I'm grateful for that. So Dr. Jeff, I am just blown away with you and your level of expertise and the fact that you've been doing this for a little over 20 years is mind-blowing to me. You seem to be uh, kind of just a real disruptor when it comes to the whole health and wellness industry, especially around longevity and vitality. So can you talk to the audience a little bit, tell them a little about who you are, your background, and what qualifies you to have this conversation today? Sure. Yeah, that's a, I guess 20 years. So that's a long time, isn't it? 20 years when we're talking about all this stuff. And, and you know, the interesting thing, so I started Canadian um, University of Calgary, Bachelor of Science, Exercise Physiology. So I was into, you know, at that time, I guess it was sports and sports performance. I mean, this is a long time ago now. And as I graduated through exercise physiology, which was about, you know, lots of anatomy, physiology, biology, and then, you know, performance, we kind of put it on top of that. Then I said, ah, I'm going to go to medical school. I didn't have any trouble with college. And then uh, I was going to, I had a scholarship to go to conventional medical school. And then because I was at that time, I had no idea really what I was going to do. I was like, well, I guess you just kind of follow the breadcrumbs. And then I have a lovely mother. Who, uh, who always raised us. She's a nursing professor, and she always raised us with taking vitamins and stuff. And and this was before any of this stuff was cool, you have to understand. Like, this is, like, we're, right. we're way out here now. You think you're out here? I mean, we're <laughs> on Mars at this time of day. And I said, ah, yeah, maybe. And I had a couple of my professors who said, you do not want to do social life medicine. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I'll just head down to Portland and do naturopathic medicine, which you could still be a primary care physician. right. You would just get a, you would get the pharmaceuticals and then you'd get vitamins and minerals, which at that time, I mean, I was, I was keen on, right? Doing mm-hmm. sports. So I pop out of that about second year of medical school and then you realize oh, I'm in medical school and then you have to learn that you're still learning standard of care. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what medical school you're going to. And especially down in the, the States, like you're still learning people with blood pressure coming on, you talk about diet, but you still prescribe blood pressure medication because you got to pass these boards, right? These medical boards. Right. But around that time, Portland was like a circus of alternative medicine. So every weekend there would be like a new show, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody coming in. And then I got hooked on like, hey, I'm going to go and look at what people are doing elsewhere in the world. Mm -hmm. Because at this time, I'm 100% vegan, taking like nothing but herbal baths. Like I'm doing all this stuff. And I'm figuring out, like, hey, there's tech on top of this. If I go across the ocean, there's a bunch of people that do tech. 
So then I head across the ocean and I'm, I'm bringing all this tech back from Germany and Switzerland and I'm incorporating this into my practice. And then 20 years <laughs> later, I mean, people walk into my clinic and it's funny because when I walk into my clinics, I mean, that's very uh, normal. But when people walk into my clinic, I mean, it looks like, I guess, a spaceship. And so yeah, I've got futuristic. a big one in Providence. And I started my first 13, 14 years in Canada, uh, just incorporating all this. So when people come in, you know, I still feel like I do medicine. They're like, what do you do? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I still do medicine. I just do, I look at actually anatomy and physiology and all this stuff. And we just use, you know, physics and biochemistry and nutrition and all this stuff because I'm not patient and I need to get a result. So, <laughs> unfortunately, everybody is individual because everybody's an individual. I'm like, yeah, but everybody's liver works pretty much the same. If you go ahead and you treat everything kind of like an injury and you have the ability to re to regenerate that injury. I know we we're talking a little bit off camera about, you know, your circus that you have going on right now. Mm -hmm. When we break them all down into systems and you just, you kind of have different tools or a lot of tools for every system. It's, it's magic what ends up happening. So mm -hmm. am I qualified? I'm probably overqualified. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would say that is definitely an understatement. Like, what, they always say, what do you do? Like, what do you specialize on? And I'm like, well, that is that's a great question. I'm not really sure. Like I work with the NFL, I work with the NHL, like, and then I work with chronic disease people and I work with babies. Like I just specialize on, I guess, people, you know, which is, which mm -hmm. I'm interested. Like, uh, which is so beautiful and so rare these days. So, I mean, really the reality is, is that you're kind of a pioneer of, of just some, really amazing biohacking solutions that have really benefited individuals in magnificent ways. And I'm curious because with the amount of pressure in the medical world to, you know, treat things so traditionally, you really stepped out there and took the chance, took the risk, followed your intuition and didn't listen to all the noise. And I'm sure during that period, it was pretty challenging. I know for myself, I went to school to become a registered dietitian nutritionist, knowing that I was going into an indoctrinated system. I had to check the boxes so that I could get registered license and then be able to practice utilizing the evidence-based research from outside of the U.S. mostly sure. that saved my life. So, you know, I applaud you for that courage to be able to step outside of that paradigm in, the, in that, you know, typical box. You know, people people will say it was courage, like I was somehow against the the grain. But I, I it was just like spent a when it's your hobby. Now you have to understand. Like I did my grade five science fair project on like muscle testing and color light. So like there was not like <laughs> I didn't like this is this is this is I've been doing this for a long enough period of time to say like BS is BS or like there's probably something better. And I have a lot of doctors as patients. So there wasn't like, you're going to try to put me in this silo. And I, I'm like, I was already off, out of the silo. Yeah. Like I never, like when I learned medicine, I already had such a good background in biology and physiology that, you know, you learned that pharmacology was this tiny little bit that mm -hmm. fit into these big sciences. And I think people forget like medical school is a specialty, but your first two years, you're still trying to learn, you know, these are the, the premise that you, you bet. And then, Pharmacology is a tiny thing. Now, everybody mm -hmm. will say, well, 
pharmacology is everything in conventional medicine. It's like maybe, but you know, in the we still all learn. We're still you did the same thing. We're still supposed to learn biology and physiology, and you know, mm-hmm. if we do that, then we can figure out how things work. And then the, what you're going to use is like I hope everything. I hope you're right. going to use what works, and then well, like, hope so. But you also incorporated the physics piece, which was probably the most predominantly missing part in the conventional medicine, you know, system. So it's it's interesting that you innately understood how that all worked together and that we couldn't just address one without incorporating them all. You know, and there was a lot of like going to uh, a lot of places and having like uh, a lot of beers with a lot of old guys and gals. <laughs> and they'd be like, vitamin C, ah, and they'd be like, check this laser out. And I'm not a physicist. Like I might uh-huh. my attention span for that stuff is like just show me how it works and then let's test it. And if it mm-hmm. works, I'm good. So when you're combining all of it together, it was just so much faster. You know, the mm-hmm. results were just so much better. And then when you combine these things together, I mean, I couldn't imagine trying to do medicine without like trying to work on people without all the tools that I have. I mean, because people are mm-hmm. like, pick one. I was like, you pick one. I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, ooh, that's a frightening question. I, I often think like if I had to pack my bag and bring my tools, I'm like, I can't put my infrared sauna on my back and get it out the door. Like, right. it's it's really that's hard to. Yeah, because people be like, what are your biohacking? I'm like, man, I was in the, before it was called biohacking. Like, right. None of it was called any this was not trendy yeah like, we were it, like we put these things together mm-hmm. yeah it wasn't until i guess probably 2010 to 2015 is where the biohacking really started to rev up right yeah but whatever you want to call it yeah right yeah so still you know here's, <laughs> here's the reality we have people dropping like crazy these days, mostly from, you know, unfortunate cardiovascular events. Um, it's getting really frightening. I mean, the, you know, I today just learned of Lisa Presley um, passing away from cardiac arrest at 54 years old, which is just really sad. So we have so much going against us right now, it appears, when it comes to supporting our ability to maintain some sense of longevity. That doesn't even address vitality. We can add that in later. But, but here's the thing, you know, um, we're, we're in this current circumstance where, in my opinion, the average person is literally in a chron- chronic state of survival at all times. Their nervous system is so overly stimulated. They are in a negative feedback loop that's just draining, draining, draining. And the body can't stay on top of all of the things that it needs to do. So how do we how do we go from this place of constantly being in a stress state due to the plethora of lifestyle circumstances that are working against us because it's not just one thing where how do we what do we do you know it's a so if you were to to come to the clinic and and this was again a long time before whoop bands and aura rings and all this stuff and you mm-hmm. know the central nervous system which controls a lot of things so if we're going to look and say you know, what's the core? Like, what do we, 
what do we arrive on the earth with and what will we leave with? It's really a, you know, a nervous system. It's just basically being spoken about today. But when we do nervous system studies, we'll find, you know, we'll find this, there's noise in the nervous system. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if we, you know, we're supposed to have this stop gap where it's either noisy or it's resting. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you know, maybe you got eight hours of rest at night and that's supposed to put it all back together. Now, when you add, this was before we said electromagnetic frequencies and we start to get all crazy, right? And we say, oh, all this stuff is killing us. And it's like, well, there's a reason me and you are able to speak today. It's because of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're also sending smoke signals over a mountain. So we got to live with this stuff. Right. Um, but when you look at nervous systems, you say, what's the most important thing? Because everything under the head, doesn't matter what it is, or below the neck, it's just going to take a message from what's going on in the central nervous system. So when you're mm-hmm. saying everything, and I know what you're alluding to, it's, yeah, we, we challenge that central nervous system. We say there's danger mm-hmm. and then we woke a response. And unfortunately that response is supposed to be like, if I fall out of a tree and break my arm, I'm supposed to get an acute injury. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to have a bunch of things all the time. Bodies aren't meant to do that. Unfortunately today we do. And then that level of nervous system irritation will end up to cause a normal reaction, which is inflammation. And the inflammation is supposed to come up and that's supposed to resolve the situation. But it's a little bit over a long period of time and, and arteries and vessels and brains and hormones aren't designed for little bits over long period of time. You know, mm-hmm. only they're designed for repair little bits over long periods of time. Mm-hmm. So we see tissues break down because they weren't set up to do it in the first place. You know, it's the hardest thing. It's like, well, what's a bad therapy? The worst therapy is the ones you can't respond to. Right? Right. It doesn't matter if I'm going to put in 50,000 supplements mm-hmm. and I can't respond to it. I mean, it's still going to create some inflammation putting vitamin C in. Like, There's mm-hmm. no magic bean. But you see today, it's just, it's just the amount of nervous system and sympathetic nervous system irritation and mm-hmm. the lack of hormone and resource and digestive ability to stomach that irritation. And we set off this little cascade of a lot of work and then we have less workers and that work just continues and there's just a lot of things the body needs to do in a day and we see that it truly just has multi-system breakdown Mm -hmm. and then we get screwed in medicine because we don't have one thing Mm -hmm. right a lot of things and we got people passing of things or getting traumatized by things where we're like that doesn't make any sense right like still, when I got into medicine a long time ago, there was only a few things that didn't make sense, right? And now we got chronic disease and chronic cognitive impairment and long haul COVID and like immune deficiencies and all kinds of autoimmune things. And you know what we used to call those when I first started? Confusing, right? Because mm-hmm. we don't have a causative factor, right? Right. Autoimmune disease. I don't know. Just a bunch of things. Your immune system attacked itself. It's like... Never did we used to say your immune system just gets up and attacks itself one day. We right. just don't want to pay attention to the fact that there's multiple inputs because we don't leave uh, categorized medicine into specialties. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's tough because now you've got to put these back together, right? Right. So earlier when I mentioned having courage and bravery about going outside of that, you know, that's what I was indicating is that you had the ability to escape the the, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, the enticement around having the specialty, 
right? Because that's kind of the aim was for everyone to get into a specialty because that's where the money is. That's where the perks were. And the fact that you were able to overcome that, I think is uh, pretty beautiful. You know that they, uh, you know what probably overcame that? You know how boring that, like I, I read every, ah, I read a lot of medical books in my library in Portland. It was beautiful. I had an old library and I did so many tape courses. And you know how easy it would have been to be like blood pressure, blood pressure medication, cholesterol, statin. Like there's like, there, there's just no enjoyment in medicine in, in getting it to, you get, you learned all this stuff and then you dial it down into this one thing and you basically do the same five things. Mm -hmm. And then insurance wants you to do that 150 times a day. Ugh, sounds painful. I think like my doctor's. <laughs> My doctor's against me. I'm like, your doctor's so bored. Then, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, everybody's so bored in medicine. Because um, mm. it is like patients are now, they're armed, right? Because they come with Dr. Google and then doctors <laughs> are like armed with a script pad with three three check marks on it. And it's right. a really bad relationship. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, fix this relationship because it is, it is deteriorated. Yeah. Well... Yeah. I truly believe that the medicine you practice is the medicine of the future, that, that this is going to become more of the mainstream approach because clearly what's in place is not working. And when I was watching that lighting the path and you had, you know, talked about many different things and I learned about this biomed center, I was like, wow, this place sounds absolutely amazing. So I think it's pretty safe to say that root cause for majority of disease is inflammation. We've got just a massive amount of people out there, you know, in chronic inflammatory responses, especially post COVID. Correct. So I, and I know for myself, it was really confusing initially to try and figure out where to, which baskets to put my eggs in with my limited amount of resources, my time, my energy, as well as my finances. Right. And so you know, I'm fortunate because this whole holistic, you know, functional medicine realm I've been exposed to for over 30 years, and it's helped support me with being able to put my disease state in remission and live a high quality of life, addressing that vitality piece. And then I get COVID September 1st of 21, and then it completely rocks my world. And I'll be honest, as a, you know, healthcare practitioner, it's been really frustrating, especially everything I've been dealing with around my gut, because I'm like, I know how to do this. And it's baffled me. And so when one of the things that really caught my attention was when, in that series, when you were discussing heat, energy, specifically digestive energy and what is needed in order to be able to break down and digest our food and have the ability to absorb it. And so with, you know, I have a history of Hashimoto's, which is back into uh, full blown. So I've got all these things working against me um, and my digestive system. So anyway, point is inflammation. Yeah, it's, it's you know, if you start again with you know, there's three three nervous systems. There's a sympathetic, a parasympathetic, and then an, an enteric nervous system, which, you know, everybody, it's a big, um, it's always fun to see because I feel like I'm looking in the rear view all the time, but it's really fun to see now, like, the digestive, like, the gut-brain connection and everybody, mm -hmm. gut, gut, gut. Right. Probiotics and 
every single food at the grocery store now. It's limit that, put that on there. And still, when they come into the clinic, you know, when they, we do the assessment, we do the nervous system studies and full, you know, full body thermographies and point thermographies and just everything. And you see like oh, all that stuff that you were doing, you know, didn't didn't really resonate. Mm-hmm. You know, then you, there's a, still an order to something. So when you're talking about your conditions and it's frustrating, right? Because it's like an injury I can't heal, like a hamstring. It just, it just, I cannot get back to playing, you know, uh, racquetball. Like it just won't go. Right. And then you put like you put that nervous system in some of those areas because inflammation is not that difficult, right? It's really like systemic inflammation is is even better because I love systemic therapies. Okay. Yeah, because I don't have to go through anything. So say you come in and the first thing, you know, we'll do is we'll look and see some people have a nervous system to tolerate it. Some people don't. And then we have these two big systems, right? Lymphatic systems and nervous systems that nobody ever pays attention to, which is Mm -hmm. unfortunate. Yeah. And usually we'll start there and, you know, whether we do EBO2 treatments or high dose ozone treatments or hyperbaric treatments or a whole bunch of physics or, you know, PEMF treatments. Mm-hmm. And like cells respond well to it because an inflammatory cell is just pissed, right? <laughs> and it's, it's, it needs extra resources to come back to normal. And the trouble is usually you just sleep, right? Mm-hmm. Usually like a normal inflammatory organ would be like a, a, like at a sprained ankle. And then you just limp on your ankle for three days and sleep and magically those cells repair. But when mm-hmm. it's systemic and global, as like things that you're dealing with, right? Then we have an endocrine system that can't come in, a lymphatic system that can't drain, a digestive system that can't get enough power, mm-hmm. right? Enough electricity to right. pull the nutrients out of food. And then you're, you're in a stalemate. Yeah. Because right? if you can't generate energy, the food you're supposed to eat and movement are supposed to generate energy to, to, to propagate the ability to make more money or make more energy. But you see with these global things and global viral conditions, and they're just like the whole energy system got shut down. Mm -hmm. The nervous system is just screaming Mm -hmm. to get more resources. And that poor digestive tract, it just just (laughs) can't get it back. So then we're sticking needles in people's arms, right? But anytime I say it's a rehabilitation project, you know, it's really out of medicine at that point because I don't really – give a crap what the diagnosis ends up being. Mm-hmm. It's like put the car up on the blocks and like redo it. Right. Like, like it's like an injury. And, <laughs> and uh, I'm always like, it looks good when it sounds boring, but when you have diagnostics and you have a lot of tools, mm-hmm. you don't get frustrated. Like I always look at you guys and you're like, I'm so frustrated. And I'm like, I, I would be too. Um, <laughs> you're just looking for like a result. Right. And yeah. Yeah. When you kind of have metrics, and again, like I'm, I'm into testing, not like a bunch of blood testing and stuff, but I'm right. into, you know, testing in the clinic because we have real time testing. Because the, as I said, the a therapy is only good if you get a good response to therapy. Otherwise, right. like you kick the crap out of yourself. So, what are some of those diagnostic tests that you uh, like? You know are your go-tos, the ones that are the non-negotiables. These have to be assessed in order to have a better understanding. Thermographies, because I need to see lymphatic systems. Okay. And I need to see, like, general heat in different organs because, uh, like, there's a – if the lymphatic system and the diet, like, the lymphatic system, which, again, I look at global things first. 
No, like the gut is a big thing. It's the size of a tennis court, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The lymphatic system can stretch from here to the moon and back. And the nervous right. system is global. So if I can't get those main, you know, when you turn on your computer, like a digestive tract is like a program running. You know, mm-hmm. an endocrine system is like a program running. Right. The computer is your nervous system. You know, mm-hmm. and the ability to get resources is your lymphatic system. So if these two things are not running, you can't even turn the computer on, let alone right. run the other programs. And right. in medicine, I mean, we don't pay attention to any of these things because we can't treat it because right? mm-hmm. we don't have meditation. So this is also in the world of pro sports, right? We, we need to get these things to be faster and recovery to be better. And it doesn't matter if it's a pro athlete or somebody with chronic disease, like you're trying to get to normal and then you're trying to get to excellent. Mm-hmm. And so, thermographies and heart rate variabilities and bioresonance testing. And then we got to make sure that we have hormones to pay all these bills. You know what I'm <laughs> There's a, it's a little dance, but it's yeah. a magical dance. And then it's like, roll your sleeves up. And I like um, passive therapy, you know, cause as you know yourself, like you're doing active therapies on yourself all the time. I mean, you guys are like, you really go at it, right? There's like, yes. like, you can only eat air and gluten-free like leaves and then right. like crap ton of supplements coming in and then like some kind of daily ritual that seems to take three hours and 37 minutes of like cold plunging and deep breathing. Like I, I'm amazed by it. And I'm like, oh, I think I'll just, I think you should just lay up here and I'll just do this stuff to you. So it's yeah, like there's self care and then there's passive care. Right. Which so, is- so let's talk about that passive care. What are the best okay. approaches when it comes to passive care? Yeah. So you got to know what organ you're treating. Right. That's always the, it's not a mystery. I mean, the medicine, we always say it's a practice of medicine. So essentially mm-hmm. you're practicing medicine on yourself. Right. right? You're taking like a slew of different things and trying a bunch of different diets, which in your world, remember diets are therapy, right? That's a right. treat. Right? right. And I don't think that listeners understand like, there's a lot of work that goes into dietary treatments. Like there's mm-hmm. like, we look at them as fads, but they are therapies. You know, they're, right. they're very strong therapies that do stuff. So when we're looking at like, what are passive treatments, you know, visceral manipulation, um, lymphatic drainage, mm-hmm. hyperbaric treatments, high dose ozone, EBO2, live cell stem cells, exosomes. Like these are all things that I will add into the body or get the body to respond to without putting the body under work. Mm-hmm. I don't want the body to be under work. So why do you think, what do you think the resistance is for people attempting those approaches first? Where's the barrier? Knowledge and probably exposure, right? Like, where do you go to do that? Right? Yeah. Like you, you, I always, um, again, with physicians, I always say like, why don't we just get a lot of this stuff? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, it's expensive and it's even like it's confusing and it's not like it comes not like dentistry where it just kind of all goes down one avenue. You know, you buy a dental chair and then you buy a dental drill. Mm-hmm. It's like this stuff meanders all over the world. But when you put it together, you know, then you're doing a systems approach to medicine. Like I can't drain the lymphatics with herbs. People tell me I can, but it's like, uh, no, yeah. I have a machine that shows me that I can't. And yeah. so I have to get a lot of technology. Mm-hmm. And, so, and if you're just going into like a biohacking facility and just scrambling around, you know, you're pushing on one thing and pulling on another. There's just no intelligence in it on where to start. So unfortunately, yeah, 
not available. Uh-huh. Second of all, not known. And third of all, like, there's no practitioners that want to do it, right? When you're talking to people, the people want it. Mm-hmm. But then you need the practitioners or a business to offer it. Right. Or else the people are practicing it at home with mm-hmm. like some little juve lights and some stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, that's 10% of what you can. It's a good start. But again, right. sometimes when you're like doing too many things to the body, mm-hmm. there's no response to it. Like you're just really irritating it. Right. Right. That makes a lot of sense. I'm a big fan of less is more because the more that, you know, the less that we have to, uh, the, the less the variables, the easier it is to identify of whether or not something is working. Right. And I'm a big fan of like a lot is less. Yes. Like if I do global things, I don't have to do the million things at home. You know, people right. always say that, but like a lot is less. Like global treatments will solve a lot of things than like specific treatments will. You know, right. We do a global treatments. You know, as we're talking, my brain, I'm having like a lot of dots connect and I'm thinking, okay, over, over the last 15, 16 months since I've got COVID, my ability to maintain any kind of level of activity has decreased immensely. My aura ring registers me walking up and down the steps as, did you just do a workout? Right. <laughs> like, right? So, yeah. And the other thing that's uh, really suffered is the sleep you know, the chronic insomnia that then continues to just perpetuate the problem even more. Unfortunately, I am in, you know, all a combination of all of this has put me in that perimenopausal state. So then I'm, yeah, yeah, tell my husband that he's like, (laughs) yes, not so much. But um, it's really been a challenge to navigate because I went from such an optimal place of I've got 26 and 22 year old daughters and I, you know, was running marathons with them. And now all of a sudden I'm, you know, barely being able to make it up and down the steps. So it's been a real mind fuck for me in a sense, uh, just being able to manage the extremes. But my point is, I realize now that the lymphatic system uh, has been impacted immensely just due to the lack of, of, of activity, my ability to even move my body and, and things of that nature. So I can feel you, your brain churning. I mean, that's, you know, again, these are, these are, they're big problems with like easy solutions, you know, that, so if we were just to take whatever we'll say, post COVID, like post viral mm-hmm. infection, how about that? Because mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. hates COVID. So we'll just right. say post viral infection, and then we'll say like, it's easy in males because there's only testosterone. Mm-hmm. You know, so you need some anti-inflammatory hormone. So if you just even put females on progesterone, mm-hmm. which is a precursor to cortisol, and then mm-hmm. it's hard to do. Like if you, that and just, you know, I like electricity. So like frequency microcurrent, like charging up batteries, because cells are batteries. And we always think like you got to spend it to get it. I mean, it's like you can't even go up the stairs without irritating your aura ring. Your aura ring is, it can't, can't sample all the time. It doesn't have a battery that can sample all the time. Right. When you just add charge, like oxygen, electrons, and mm-hmm. photons mm-hmm. are just what cells want. And yeah. If you can go do that and you charge systems up, like we see easy recoveries. Without like, because you're trying to spend it to get it. And I'm saying, well, you got to charge it up to have anything to spend. Same. Right. 
And that makes so much sense. So I'm curious, are you familiar with the Healy? Yeah, you bet. And what do you think about that technology? You know, I always like if it if it's all individual. Mm-hmm. So like again, anytime you um anytime you use electric fields or do anything with things, I would just want to see the system able to hold the charge. Okay. And then you gotta have a nervous system which you can at least put into a parasympathetic state. And there's lots of tech that can do that. But full body like charging, like like some of these PMF mats and everything else, it doesn't have enough power to do it. So anything that like you can increase um, electrical output of cells and like the ability of a, a range or a variability of the heart rate, you can do a lot of work if you can produce some currency. Mm-hmm. So, for so what kind of approach would a person take to optimize the ability to address that electrical electric currency? Well, the problem is you got to probably at that point get something external to charge it up, right? Because mm-hmm. rest doesn't seem to be doing it and walks on the right. beach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a little dense. You have to have hormones because okay. you got to have some ability to put cells in an anabolic state. And then you just have to add current and then okay. you add oxygen. And this is like a little fire. And then times that by 40 trillion with cells and you can see like, it's like a, it's, it, it's easy to watch mm-hmm. because you can see like things heal, right? Cells become stronger. Nervous systems become more adept. And then you can do more treatments when the nervous system is getting back to recovery because it's a big injury. You know, people mm-hmm. are like, I'm tired. It's like, no, you kind of have a global injury there. Mm-hmm. And we're just not able to pay the bills so we can get, you know, back to a recovery state. Right. Yeah. Okay, so progesterone. So what kind of approach would women take to address the progesterone? What are your favorite approaches when it comes to that? Only use oral. Oral. Progesterone cream is kind of a waste of time. So 100 milligrams of progesterone before you go to bed. Mm -hmm. Um, And you want progesterone because progesterone makes cortisol. And as long as we have DHEA and some progesterone, then we have some ability to even manage anti-inflammatory hormones. Right. And then, you know, we talked about this thyroid before, and, you know, that's, I'm, I'm a proponent of like when something's broken, mm-hmm. put it in a cast, right? Like people are like, am I going to nurture go on it or I'm not going to go on hormones? And I'm like, well, you're temporarily going to put a cast on your arm because it's broken. Mm-hmm. And then we can pull it off and put the training wheels on. So I'm never like, you know, the approach is whatever gets us out of the problem we're in. So if you look at the hormones, like I want the hormones in the 70, in the upper 70th percentile, or we can't get out of this injury. Mm. Well, like whatever we have to use, we'll just, we'll do it. Yeah. You're making so much sense. And I see clearly how the approach that I have taken over the last you know, 15, 16 months has definitely been the beat myself and beat my head on the wall, trying every external. Oh, hard. <laughs> it's been yeah. so frustrating. I watch it. And so, I'm like, oh, why don't you just do it all at once, but do like a lot of like, like you said, less is more. And I'm like, a lot is less. Like, why don't right. you do big things and just like look at it as an injury and heal the injury first, and then work towards like being able to digest a tomato. Right. Because right? we don't have power. 
You're not yeah. going to be able to digest the tomato. So right. then like, I'm putting this food in here. Vegan doesn't work. Carnivore. Mm-hmm. Then I'm on the carnivore. And I'm like, yeah, but do you feel? No, I feel like shit. Well, then like, <laughs> what are you doing? Right? Like other than irritating your family and like right. <laughs> whole foods, like what are we doing? Like, you know, are yeah. we able to do the workout or not? Like digestion right. is a workout. Can you right. do it? No. Strengthen up the muscle. Like stop putting all this stuff and parasite cleansing. Like strengthen up the physiology first. Mm-hmm. Then focus on pathology. For you, it's like, and people, you know, they get into the system. You don't have physiology. So why are you trying to do a bunch of treatments on it? Like, right. Why don't you just go build physiology first? Right? Yeah. Functional and- medicine is like, screw that. Like, what are we, all we're doing is like finding a bunch of holes in the bucket. The whole thing's broken, mm-hmm. right? The whole thing is broken. So what are you going to take? I'm going to take pills for this and pills for this and lifestyle stuff for this and then meditate for 17 hours a day. I'm like, holy crow, like, how did that become like a full-time job? Like, go fix it. Well, and I think that that's part of what defeats people when they do start to try and take that holistic approach. They're spending money out of pocket. They're buying all these things. They're spending their time. It's overwhelming. They're not seeing the results. They get frustrated. And then they're like, give me the quick fix. Give me the pill. I'll just take the pill. They look crazy, right? But they forget like holistic means whole right. and they're still doing the same thing. doesn't matter if it's 15 pharmaceuticals or 15 supplements. Like they right. forgot, like I didn't look at the whole, the only holistic doctors I know are veterinarians because <laughs> their animals don't talk. And so they actually treat the animal, which is like so interesting. And they wow. actually talk about diet, which is actually crazy, right? Like yeah. don't that shit. And they're right. like, oh, oh, and the, and the, the person actually listened because right. they own the dog. Like, but otherwise, like people say I do holistic and I'm like, uh, you do 50 things. Like, mm-hmm. how is that holistic? That looks like it's a lot of individual things to me. I didn't see much holism in what they just said. And again, if you don't have the holistic way to assess uh, the physiology, then you don't have a holistic way to treat it. Right. You're, just, you're practicing on yourself. 50 different yeah. things. And it's right. like, it doesn't work. Learning 50 languages at one time doesn't le- work. Doing 50 different kinds of exercises doesn't work. Like, mm-hmm. We know this, like bodies are designed to like have a signal or have a central message. And then we build on these, right? Mm-hmm. This is new learning, new education. We're dealing with primitive systems and we're trying all these new things and we're just irritating it. Right. Yeah. Just conventionally and alternatively. It's yeah. enough. Yeah, I, makes a lot of sense. So this biomed center, you said that you've got one in Scottsdale. You have one in Rhode Island as well. Yes. So are big, they... big centers with a whole bunch of tech in it. Okay. And then because I can't do my craft without all this stuff. So if a person would like to explore, you know, the center or have an opportunity to work with you, how do they go about that? Yeah, I go to biomedcenter.com or um, just go on. I, I'm terrible on Instagram. I have about 10 followers. But you know what I'm doing? I'm this 2023. I'm answering questions on Instagram because it's easier. So they can go to drdrobot.com or they can go to the Instagram and go to uh, go doctor. Just just drop me a line. I'm always like interested in new people and new projects. Right. So that like. There's never going to be a problem. I will uh, I will answer, and my staff is always interested in new patients. 
And so the only way for someone to work with you is in person. Is that correct? No, 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 no. I do gliding virtual all day, every day. Okay. So, I mean, again, if you, uh, if you go to thebiomedcenter.com or you phone, you know, my Scottsdale clinic, that's probably the easiest one. Mm-hmm. I do virtual stuff because in the world, like people come here. I, I have very few Scottsdale people, you know, locally. Really? Okay. Flying people. Okay. Because again, I don't have to have any. When I came from Canada and moved down here because of snow, like mm-hmm. I still didn't have to do any local work. Like people just follow <laughs> me because because it's global. <laughs> right. I uh, I do that all day. Virtual stuff and dealing with people that don't seem to be in Scottsdale. I spend 90% of my time doing that. So yeah, very virtual. And, and with the way that your center works, because this is the question everyone wants to know, is do you take insurance or is everything self-pay? I will never take insurance. <laughs> because... I mean, I will give them a super bill to go home and, but insurance, um, insurance is always confusing because they don't understand like, uh, what we would do. Right. right? Like, like, but for prescriptions and hormones and stuff. Yeah. I always work with people, people's insurance to see like, if you can get something covered, get it covered. But you know, what we do is like, it's not even noted. Like it's not, mm-hmm. not identified. So how could it be covered? Right. But, they go home and they work with their local physicians and we get labs and stuff covered. So it's, uh, I try to do the best cause I came from Canada where it's socialized medicine, but yeah, it's a little different, right? Yeah. It, yeah. Very different. Very different. So I will definitely be heading to the website to get an appointment to get my butt to that center and get to the root of this problem because I, you know, at this point, I mean, I'm just, I'm at my wit's end mentally, physically, emotionally. It's impacting every component of my life. And it's just exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, just great, exhausting. You know what? It's a great starting point. You know, because like, imagine like, there's not much improvement you have to do to crappy. Mm-hmm. Right. And then like, when you, when you put things together, like you get exponential results. Cause everybody's like, is this going to be a five year program? Or like, what the hell are you like? Five, like, I don't have the attention for five years. That's not the answer I would want. Right. Like we immerse this and we go ahead and you drive your car in the shop. Like you want to pick it up in a week. Now it doesn't mean everything's fixed because it's like you come to the center and we kind of do the surgery. And I just say surgery because like we put you up on the blocks and we do this stuff and we have to identify like what do we really need to do? Mm -hmm. Because you're doing a bunch of stuff. I need to figure out what we really need to do. And then when they leave, it's like it's it's beautiful. Right. The funny thing is like make documentaries and write books about it or do whatever. But like, it's, it's just physiology. You know, you just have mm-hmm. faster ways and better ways to do it. And as the environment becomes more taxing, you need it. And mm-hmm. then through this whole thing, biohacking, but biohacking's like, it's, it's funny to me right now because man, it just gives people a lot more things to do to themselves. It's like, but what are you, what are you supposed to be doing? I guess it's like, well, it- and in my opinion, I think the, the biohacking approach is really creating more consequences than benefits. And I think that these, you know, because people are desperate. I mean, they're just so fed That's up great. with the, con- they're so fed up with the conventional system. You know, there's a lot of confusion out there in terms of the alternative modalities. And so people are just throwing shit at walls and seeing what sticks, <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, I think they understood like their doctors are just as frustrated. Yeah. Uh, the majority of them are just as frustrated with the tools that they have to treat like the new, you know, the new problems that we have. Because mm-hmm. again, this medicine, like nobody signed up for this. To right. Be able to deal with this. They did it. And right. so I have empathy on all sides to be like, if we were swimming in the pond that I'm swimming in, it's all rosy. Mm-hmm. Right, like I have great days. Like I love it. <laughs> like we have nothing but good times. And like there's a lot of tools we have. If we're swimming in the waters that you guys are swimming in, it may look murky. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's only because you look like just haven't hit the clear water yet. And when yeah. it is, like everybody, when you get to see your your own physiology, like when you get to see it and you're like, oh, well, that's what it is. And then it's it, like a big relief off people. Yeah. And so, you know, as we've talked today, I'm sitting there thinking my body, ha- it, it, it just wants to be better. It wants to. I can feel it. I can feel those muscles wanting to do their thing. However, there's just, you know, it's not firing on all c- cylinders to support everything that it needs to do. Physiology and- either just wants something or it wants to get rid of something. Yeah. Like, late- <laughs> we don't got much more than that. It's not a half of something. It's like... It either wants something or wants to get rid of something. Right. And that's the ball game. So as a collective, how can we come together? How can we empower ourselves to take back our power when it comes to our health and wellness and really set ourselves and the future generations up for success around longevity, vitality? What what can we do as a you know, I hear all the time, Heather, I'm just one person. What do I have the ability to do that's going to make change? You know, the uh, I'll, I'll still come back to where, you know, my aha moments in medical school, which was I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm listening to lectures and, and I'm, I would spend more time in the library than I would in lectures because the library, like you can get a lot more information in a shorter period of time than you can a lecture. And it's like people, unfortunately, we don't even learn how our body works. Mm-hmm. You just like practice on it. Like it's very, it's very strange to say like if everybody had a little bit more of an idea on how their body worked, like what does a liver do? Like what do hormones do? And we kind of put that all in the medicine, which is interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, it's really like we're carrying this stuff around all the time and we like don't even know what any of it does. And then we're putting all these diets on something that we don't even know. And I wish our kids like would just get a little bit of like human physiology class. Yeah. Grade 10 and 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. And we took exercise out of schools and we took music and stuff out of schools and we took play out of life. And like, we're left with like, man, when did the liver just become medicine? Right. right. Cause it's crappy. It doesn't right. like to live in medicine. When did diet become like miserable? Mm-hmm. Right? When did all this stuff become jobs? And so, yeah, when one person, it's like, you don't need to change. You know, you just need to learn. Right? Like, yeah. Why don't we just learn this stuff? And then everybody's happier. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. There's a liberation that comes with that knowledge. And then it helps to empower you to decide where you invest your energy, your time and those financial resources to maintain some sense of sustainability around quality of life. I mean, it was, it's, um, it's always interesting because it'd be like, what if nobody knew how to drive? 
<laughs> but at 16, 17, we teach people now how to drive. And sure, there are accidents, but it sure creates a lot of freedom. When we just spent this, you know, it didn't take long. Right? Mm-hmm. It was dangerous, right? Right. But once we learned how to drive, man, did we really like open up a lot of different avenues. And, and I just look at that and be like, I learned how to drive in six months. Like you could teach somebody something that may seem dangerous. You can teach them that in six months. And at 16, man, does it really, it pays you forward until like you can't see at 90 and somebody mm-hmm. takes your license. But man, it really like, it really did a lot for you. And it was completely foreign and completely dangerous because people are like, oh, I don't know if I can. Yeah, yeah. Remember, you learned how to drive, right? That was like, imagine how scary that was. Right. But you did it. And then it becomes second nature. And so I'll leave you with that and say, like, we all need to relearn how to drive our bodies because, boy, yeah. we are like, we are not, not there. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned earlier that, you know, basically our innate connection with self is snuffed out of us at a very, very early age, going through all the the different indoctrination of systems. They've removed all of those pieces that help to strengthen in many ways that sixth sense, that connection with self, that intuitive knowing on how to guide yourself towards what you need. Well, and we got introduced to like the boogeyman disease so much earlier than we should have. Yeah. Like, we were supposed to, we'd be doing this in nursing homes. Like we were supposed to go visit this in nursing homes and then we'd sing them a song in a concert. Mm-hmm. And now like dealing with somebody with breast cancer at 22, like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Or like we're Hashimoto's like, or IBS, or now we got all these things that are happening. And people yeah. are like, we're not supposed to have to deal with this stuff. Like we're not emotionally built to have right. to deal with this stuff. Like, why are you dealing with this stuff when you should just be in your prime and like helping your daughters to go to college or whatever. Yes. Be like, well, I don't have time for this bullshit. Like, why right. am I dealing with this? Give this to me when I'm 80. Right. I'll deal with the doctor at 80. Right. Uh, the doctor doesn't want to see you. Right. And you right. don't want to see the doctor. You know, like, I do not want to spend my time or my life here. Right. This is not Absolutely. a hobby. No, not at all. Like, health is supposed to be a hobby. You know, now it's a job. Right. So Nobody likes that. Right. So I'm curious, before I let you go, I'd like for you to leave the listeners with your three non-negotiable practices for yourself daily. What are the three non-negotiables? Health or otherwise? Anything. Anything pertaining to you living your best life. I mean, I'm, if I would, and in no particular order, um, have a lot of fun regarding like whatever you're going to do. I always will get myself in a mess of learning or opportunity and uh, I stay connected, you know, humble. Because uh, if you got like play is such a having fun is I will have fun every day that, of, that I, that I work. That's why I won't have to do it. And again, productivity and fun often are, are looked at as arch enemies. Yeah. You know, you're having fun or you're being productive. And it's right. like, man, well, I've seen so many people get sick trying to be too productive. And yep. so many people get sick having no fun. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people give up both of those um, to try to do something that I'm not sure to try to heal. 
And it's like, bodies are still like, at the end of the day, if they're safe and you're smiling, a lot of good things happen. So that honestly, I don't think anyone has ever given better advice that are, <laughs> that is such solid bomb advice. I mean, what do, I, you want to do my red bet? No, like, no, no, no honestly, you couldn't have answered the question more perfectly. Um, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And I'm a huge fan of play. I, I have my own toy box downstairs, uh, play tools that I engage on as often as I can. Anyone who knows me knows that my children are like, mom, you're just absolutely ridiculous. And so I believe that pathway to longevity and vitality is definitely play. So yeah, Yeah. it's, it definitely isn't. Well, Dr. Drobot, I truly appreciate you taking the time to share with the audience all of your immense, amazing knowledge, expertise, your humble approach to medicine. I mean, you're just, you're a real gem. And I'm really grateful that I did come across you and have an opportunity to connect with you. And I look forward to um, continuing a relationship and most importantly, feeling better. So, so thank you again. And where can the audience find you? Yeah, probably go to the biomedcenter.com, the biomedcenter.com or 480-614-5820. Or my Instagram that I'm putting putting a little effort into this year. <laughs> You'll find me. I'm findable. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we will definitely find you. Thank you again. And I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to the Think Yourself Healthy podcast. Do me a favor, and if you loved this episode, please go leave a review. Reviews help make sure that this content reaches more people so that we can continue to heal as a collective. Remember to take a screenshot that you're listening and tag us on Instagram at heatherbarbierrdn for a 15% discount on the Retrain Your Brain program. See you next time.